on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Hulu is looking to commercial break into SMB advertising. Video podcasts are coming to Spotify, and we show and tell you all about it. You'll now be able to see Google News traffic in Search Console. Instead of talking about Google's actual lawsuits, we make up our own hashtag criminal case against Google's close variant matching. Shep, enlighten the world on how you can actually purchase goods at a coal store near you. And we try to shave, I mean, save face for a stupid new shopping app. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. A proud part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shep. I'm Jess Budd. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on July 24th, 2020. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news show each and every Friday morning. All your digital marketing news from the week. Powered by the digital marketing community. And if you want to join the conversation, just hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere. So what is going on with you guys? If you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see that Greg is in a different location, right? Yeah, I got the clapboard or whatever you call it. What are the, the Joanna Gaines board, right? Behind me? Shiplap. Shiplap, that's what it is. Um, yeah, I'm up in the mountains, up in the Adirondack Mountains. Um, so you probably might hear jet skiers and loons and things of that nature, but it won't stop me from being here to deliver another sizzling marketing clock right to your ears. It's very what about you, Jess? So I have to say, I have been with my husband for more than half of my life, and we've been married for almost eight years. And I just realized this week that I'm not married to Chris Budd. It's all a front. I'm married to Nicolas Cage. This man <laughs> has been <laughs> Nicolas Cage from National Treasure, specifically Ben Gates, I think is his name. This man has been on a quest. He's made all these Facebook friends within the course of like just a couple of days all over this conspiracy theory from a rock carving that he found at the top of a rock at Allegheny State Park, local state park here in New York, like years ago, right? And he uploaded something and it's just this whole thing and it's got like Freemason connections and what weird Civil War history stuff. And uh, like, I wish I could give some of this away, but it's like top secret info and he's on the case. And if he finds the treasure, we'll be rich. So I'm saying nothing more than that. Can we share an okay, image any- over on YouTube of this or no? Mm-mm. No, we can't. No, because it's got the clues to where the treasure is. No. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> First of all, it's treasure. Second of all, anything with the Freemasons, I'm in. I but it's also, it's like Freemasons and there's like a Celtic history to it. I don't know. It's all very entertaining. He keeps trying to explain it to me and I don't understand, but he is going down some rabbit holes and it, it's fun to see him get into something. <laughs> okay, but eventually you'll be able to give us the full story, right? I hope so. Yes, okay. I will report back if we don't find the treasure. If we do, never see again. And, and if he needs a machete, I'm your guy. I got I got his back. So just let me know. Shep, right, what's <laughs> um, up with you? Obviously, it's a big day for me personally. If you're listening to this on Friday, um, Taylor Swift has released her new album. <laughs> and 
I have not heard it yet upon recording, but I'm just really looking forward to it. I don't even want to talk to you losers about it because you just don't understand. Also, I had a really big night last night. I had a focus group with my cousins, Leanne, Babes, and Mary. Um, They watch this on YouTube. Mary asked if my microphone was for ASMR. She watched the beginning, um, a little bit of feedback. She made snoring noises during the intro video. She said it was too long. And she said, <laughs> she was like, what is this? You just talk about cheese and children? Oh, it's a marketing show. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then she just stopped watching. So if you want to check us out on YouTube, uh-huh. you can find us on the Search Engine Journal YouTube channel, No Spaces, and let us know what you think. Mary's not a fan. And first up in the news this week, Hulu is updating their ad platform to make it more accessible for SMB. So this week they announced a beta launch for a self-service ad platform called Hulu Ad Manager with a minimum ad budget of just $500. So you're not going to have to go through any sales reps and you only have to spend $500 to be eligible. Advertisers can choose a date range, audience, targeting, budget, and then an area to upload their ad. Unfortunately, brands cannot specify which shows they would like to have placements on. The closest they can come is genre. So I can't show my ads on The Real Housewives of Potomac. But you well, can whatever genre on, that on is. Forged and Fire. <laughs> what network is that on? History. I believe it is on Hulu. Well, what category? That would not be in the same category as Real Housewives of Potomac. Reality shows, right? I thought. Oh, you think it would be blanket just reality shows? They wouldn't make competition different from Real Housewives? I mean, <laughs> Real Housewives is a competition. How dare you, Chef? <laughs> That's what I was How dare say. you? <laughs> I think Real Housewives should have its own targeting because that's like the only thing that I watch on Hulu. What if you're going for Potomac and you get New Jersey? And I mean, that would be catastrophic, right? I think, honestly, I think that'd be okay. Potomac is just like the highest caliber. Oh. But I just hope there's a Real Housewives category if you can't target the specific franchise. I don't want my, you know, summer hat ad for Potomac to end up on forged in fire that just makes no sense i don't know greg's really into summer hats <laughs> I, lo- I love a nice summer hat there's a whole bunch of summer hats here up at the uh this cottage i'm at probably from the 40s that's cool okay well we do have some creative specifications for the ad so they're going to be 15 to 30 second videos in hd which our videos in hd this week we figured out we could do that on zoom that's why you have the wider view um, and they have to have stereo sound. And interestingly, you can only have one video per ad campaign. So if you have a lot of creative, you're going to have to create and manage a ton of campaigns. So that's fun. Very exciting to have more access to Hulu ads. Awesome. And next up, Spotify is launching video podcasts, meaning that creators will be able to upload video directly to the Spotify platform instead of having to direct listeners, say, over to YouTube for the video version of their show. And it's important to note the video is not replacing the traditional audio format here. It's just going to be an additional option for folks that want to maybe peek at their favorite podcasters rather than just listen to them. And they will be available for users on mobile and on desktop. And whether you're a free or a paid subscriber, you'll have access to these. So that's really, really awesome. And the nice thing too is that even if you do upload a video to Spotify, it doesn't, there's not like an agreement out there that says that's the only place you're putting it. So if you already built up a YouTube following, for example, you can still put your podcast there and then also put it on Spotify as well. 
that's great news for us. As Chef said, we are on the YouTubes. And, you know, I just, I love this. I think it's a huge opportunity for podcasters that are looking to build value for their followers and get more fans on the hook. Because we joke all the time about not loving being on camera, but there's really a ton of upside to video. You get to see our facial expressions when Shep is talking about like buffet cottage cheese. But then on a serious note, like (laughs) we can also share helpful images and video clips with you guys that in, you know, audio only, you can really just describe. So to help illustrate my point, I thought we could do a show and tell here and we'll show our our item to people that are looking, but we only can describe it. So for people that are just listening, they're not actually going to get to know what the item really is. <laughs> and if you want to see that, you can go to the show notes, marketingandclock.com. We'll put it in there where you can jump right over and get the exclusive whatever the show and tell is. So who wants to go first? Greg, I feel like you should go first okay. since you're on so, vacation. Like I said, <laughs> I am up here in the mountains of the Adirondacks and I've got a tool here that seems like it <laughs> came with the house and it makes this noise. There's some ASMR for your, your cousins there, Shep. And it is an old tool that you could use to cook. That looks like a torture device. It does. <laughs> From a museum. <laughs> your chicken baby it is. Oh, oh no, that's sad. Shep, what, what do you have? <laughs> I have um, an item that's very close to my heart. This is my purple sparkly Jesus. <laughs> you just gave it away. <laughs> I thought that was the whole point. No, you're supposed to describe it, but that's okay. Describe it anyway. <laughs> okay. He's purple. He's sparkly. He's Jesus. And um, if you've ever seen what I look like, he has the same hairstyle as me. And he's a bank. And this is a ribbon wand um, that Jess took from my wedding and then gave back to me. It's very important. And, and <laughs> dressed similar. Yeah. Well. He's Did in like a nice caftan. Purple flowy. Yeah. 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 What do you have, Jess? Um, so I'm not going to give this away. I have this item here. It's uh Is that the treasure map? It might as well be. I got this from like, I went to a reenactment at the the local fort here, Fort Niagara, and there was like a marketplace and it's kind of like an old timey colonial figurine, if you will. I think this is real wool, which I probably don't agree with, but I'm assuming it came from a happy sheep. Um, And it doesn't, I don't have a flat surface to show you, but it doesn't stand well, (laughs) but it's handcrafted and I love it. That's a feature, not a bug. I didn't realize we weren't explaining the item. I thought Greg just didn't know what his was really used for. (laughs) No, I read the instructions that Jess told me to. (laughs) Even though I'm on vacation, I had time to do that. Okay, oops. That's all right. So anyway, if you're into video and doing fun things like that or or things that are actually useful for your listeners, check this out. It's going to be really cool. Initially, though, the video will only be available to a select group of creators on Spotify, and we're not on that list yet, but the program is supposed to be expanding, so maybe we'll get there. I mean, with this riveting content, it should be soon, right? (laughs) All right. So we've got some big news this week from the Google side. And this is news that you will now be able to track in Search Console. And Google Search Console is updating the reporting on sources that you can um, digest from, from Search Console. So you now can break down traffic from Google News, which is awesome. Um, this is something that you will now be alongside of web traffic, image traffic, video, and then it's now that news section there. 
And additionally, there is also, you can break traffic from Discover as well in Search Console. It might just be in a different screen than the news. So if you are even somebody that has a blog, maybe a small publisher, there is that new Google Publisher Center that's really nice. It is very, and we can put the link over at marketingclock.com, but it's very easy to get into. There are certain criteria you have to do. You have to like link to your kind of post portion of your site, but then once you're in there, you will now be able to get that data right from Search Console. So check that out. And the one downfall is you can't add these together. So you can't say, I wanna look at my overall data in Search Console from Web Plus News or Web Plus Video Plus News. It all is looked at independently. So still, anytime we can actually see more information about something, I'm all for it, and news now can be segmented out in Search Console. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. So this week's take of the week comes from Barry Schwartz at Rusty Brick on Twitter. And it kind of started with Gary from Google giving him a friendly little jab. Gary had, or Gary, Barry, same, same infl- rhyming names, I guess here. <laughs> Barry had said, I wrote 14 search related stories today and it's only 2 p.m. Gary responded saying, how much of said stories were Original content first copy paste eyeball emoji. So Barry said back, all of my stories are copy paste. If you want, I cannot cite sources and make stuff up like the WSJ question mark. Whoa. Yee. That's fired. I know. And but, I was trying to figure out if Gary was associated with the Wall Street Journal because I would be no, mad Gary at from Gary. Google. Gary's- not the wa- I know, but like Barry's calling out the Wall Street Journal. He should be mad at Gary. You know, they're not even involved. They're just an innocent bystander here. Well, they did, just to be clear, they did go and mangle the words that BFF the show Glenn Gabe gave them before. He said that when Glenn described the algorithm as a black box, they said that he said black magic. That has got to be the Wall Street Journal. I'll look it up to confirm, but I'm... 99% sure that was Wall Street Journal. And okay, so it's kind of a distant relation, but I get it. And now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked. But you shouldn't have. I See Why Am I, people. Aleda Elise at Aleda on Twitter, has a reminder for us. It's really lengthy, so I'm going to kind of paraphrase here. She says, reminder, Google also geolocates by identifying location name within content. The more signals align, the better. For example, searches for a remote job without a location from Canada will show the page of Canadian remote jobs. And then she has a little thread here and she ends by saying, this shows the importance to add the location name in the title, meta description, and the main content when it's relevant. This will help Google show relevant pages for users based on location, even without other signals and will be helpful to users too. It's a very good reminder there. Now it's time for this week's lightning round. Pew, pew. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. 
first up in paid this week, Tom Waddington at Tom Waddington 8 spotted an ad within the Google My Business platform this week for an upgraded <clears throat> paid business profile. It says, make it easy for customers to choose you. Stand out with an upgraded business profile and the Google Guaranteed Badge, just $50 a month for eligible businesses. So in addition to the $50, you'll have to go through a background and licensing check and you'll get a verified badge on your GMB profile. So basically you're paying to make your business look trustworthy to consumers. And I'm guessing your page is going to have a better chance of appearing in a better spot in the search results. If you have this badge on your page, I'm just speculating there, but that would be my guess. But this is very interesting. And in the Google documentation on it, it said something about like, if people report your business or anything like that, you could lose your badge, but it's mostly just a pay to play thing. That's why it's in paid. Yeah. And this has been around now maybe for six months or so. And the big deal that I had no idea was that you can do this for $50 a month. There was some chatter on the internet. I believe it was um, Amelia Fowler was talking about the fact that you could that Google does some background checks even on who works at your company. We'll have to link that in the show notes and I can follow up on that, but it does show up higher in local listings and it is in like a Google sponsored guaranteed. You get in there, the top are the guaranteed listings and Google will like reimburse you or something of that nature. Um, but they do try to vet you more. So like if you started, I believe with lawyers and financial advisors and so they'd look at your FINRA ratings and everything like that um, and now it's moving out to apparently everything so what do you Google, mean by reimburse you get your $50 back no no not the $50 that if that Google is guaranteeing that this is a real company that really has these people working there that everybody they they have listed out there is who they said they were as Denny Green would say as you guys big football fans know about the Chicago Bears right yeah so it's basically saying that this company is a real company and Google is backing it up. That's and they pay $50 a month. That seems so low though. I can't imagine that's the case. I think it's, it says for eligible businesses. I don't know, but. So you think more, most people pay more? You would have to. Yeah. You would have to for, for, and, and if these background checks are real, I, again, I don't know how the full vetting process goes, if that's occurring too, and you're only paying $50 a month, and then why would you only pay $50 a month? I mean, if you think about it from, hey, Google always tries to just take any kind of revenue stream and blow it wide open. Why would you make it just $50 a month? Wouldn't you make a bidding within the guaranteed system? So then you're above local and then you're within Google guaranteed and you're now bidding against each other and giving more money. Wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Yeah, well, but don't give them that idea from the seriously? business perspective. Oh. <laughs> I don't think Google listens to us. Well, nobody wow. is doing this, though. Don't get it twisted. Nobody's doing this to make 50 bucks a month off of a small business. That's not, yeah. the, that's not the goal. They might be saying this now. There's going to be – it's going to be more. Like, what was YouTube TV when it came out? $34? It's not like 74 They've, like, doubled YouTube TV. Like, this not, they're, they're smart about making money. And – it might be $50 to get a taste, but then you're hooked. Uh-oh. Okay, more news from Google. 
Sir Stephen Johns at Stephen Johns 21 tweeted about Google's new RSA asset reporting responsive search ads. So we touched on this briefly last week, but it was kind of within a couple of other announcements. So you can find the asset reporting in your account if you just click on search ads at the top. So you're in all of your search campaigns. And then under ads, you can expand that menu and click assets. Um, it'll show you across all of your campaigns if you have like multiple assets, a description that's in multiple campaigns, it'll show you how it reports across them, which is pretty cool. And you can sort by a couple different filters. So check that out. Always good to have more information. Yep, and we're now putting all the images like exactly where uh, Shep was talking is gonna be over on Marketing and Clock and on YouTube, and then maybe in the future Spotify once we're cool enough to get that video access. And next up, Microsoft Advertising is offering free Shutterstock images for advertisers to use in audience ads. They're also planning on extending these to image extensions eventually, but they're not available for that just yet. They have a screenshot with some examples. First of all, don't worry, they have assured us that the Shutterstock watermark will not appear in your ads. It looks so egregious <laughs> in this screenshot. Can you imagine? No. <laughs> So this that would is another be thing. Yeah, we will have it in the show notes. Second, these images are just terrible. Like, what are these? Are people just making business meme ads? Or I don't get it. It's <laughs> awful. It's somebody at the starting line, and the starting line says 2020, and there's like a little bit of a fog. Little does this runner know, there's just a <laughs> cliff filled with <laughs> alligators and a waterfall and fire pits. Like it's, it's the strangest thing and then there's somebody with a very intent gaze very intent oh yeah she's serious and like yeah. some brow sweat then there's this nice lady in some business clothes but her shadow is a superhero what is your favorite one of these of these images um Ooh. my favorite do you mean least favorite i would say the 2020 start line oh my favorite absolutely is the the middle top where it's a shadow of a man and it looks like he's a businessman with a business suit on. But then inside of him, like overlaid, is him on top of a mountain celebrating. Both hands held high, <laughs> climbing that mountain. It's like, really just the picture within. below. I mean, that is art. Yeah. And that is now free on Microsoft Advertising. I, can't I just wish that. you had this picture on hand when you were trying to explain what business memes were. Like, this is it. Yeah, this 100%. would have been helpful. <laughs> This is the business meme now, yeah. all these pictures. <laughs> and next up here, Google Ads release version 1.4 of Google Ads Editor this week. Some highlights include support for local campaigns, location groups, video sequence campaigns, more helpful error messages, combined audiences, and recommendations. That's right. You can now review and apply recommendations Across accounts in Google Ads Editor. That seems so dangerous. Why you would be you able want to do that? anything across accounts? No. Why would you want that? So it's terrible. So I knew I always liked Andrea Cruz, power listener, but now I really like her because I realize she's a bit of a podster. She saw the announcement and immediately just added Greg and said, those recommendations will make at Greg Finn very happy. So here's what happened. I'm going up this mountain, Stillwater Mountain in the Adirondacks with my family. And there's no internet access. 
But one of the reviews for this this climb was like, oh, it's so cool because at the top you can get 4G. And I'm like, A, who cares about that? And B, like that's what you're doing with your review. Anyway, so I get to the top of this mountain. I start getting notifications. And I look at Andrea is like, oh, here you go. And I immediately get mad. I'm like, why would I want this? What am I doing? So I'm thinking about it the whole time. I get down, give the kids lunch. And I have to respond to it. I had to respond. Thanks, Andrea. Amazing. So Greg responded. He said, he, I have a recommendation for Google ads. We'd all prefer that you add negative keyword list support to Google ads editor before you add your trash recommendations. I cannot believe they still don't have negative keywords lists. What? You know who wrong? does? You know who does? Microsoft oh, does. Microsoft does. It's yeah. out of control. And P.S. I haven't updated it yet, but Barry Schwartz says it's buggy. So there's that too. And moving on, cryptocurrency companies are suing advertising giants Google, Facebook, and Twitter for banning ads for cryptocurrency. Do you think they sue them in USD or BTC? That's what I was going to ask. You stole my joke. I asked <laughs> if they were going to ask for the payment in CryptoKitty. Yeah, I want the one with the rainbow tail. I never knew what Crypto Kitty was until Greg started a rumor at our office that Brian, um, the guy who does our intro noises, our little... What do you call those? Noises? Reels? <laughs> oh, yeah, bumpers. <laughs> you know, he's, maybe we should put a name to the face. That's Brian. He's awesome. Yeah. Greg started a rumor that he like trades Crypto Kitty on the side. He does. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah. He's got the, the Gen Zeros. I don't think so. Also, this article is from Bitcoin.com. Actually, this might explain what I'm about to say. Um, and they just throughout the whole article keep referring to all of the people, their, their companies they're suing as social media companies. And I just imagine that would make Google very, very mad because it's just quite the understatement. They've never figured out social <laughs> a day in their lives and they're the social media company. <laughs> anyway, ads for cryptocurrency were banned in January 2018 on all of those platforms, Facebook, Google, and Twitter. And Google brought the ads back in the U.S. and Japan the same year but the lawsuit is being filed in Australia. So it doesn't really help them that they brought them back in the US. So we will update you guys on that when we hear anything. And next up, Google launched the recommendations AI tool for retailers. Don't let the words Google and recommendations in the same sentence give you hives here. These are recommendations for shoppers based on their shopping history and browser habits. This was first announced in April, but they're just launching it now. This uses data from Merchant Center, Google Tag Manager, Google Analytics 360, and BigQuery to help retailers target customers based on a variety of metrics. New models are trained in just two to five days, depending on their complexity, before they can be used to start serving up recommendations to customers. So this is cool. I love this idea for ASOS because I talk all the time about how they're my favorite store. They just have such a huge inventory and it's so hard to find things. You know what's huge at ASOS? The clothing. Have you ever seen the clothing? It is like monstrous. It's either huge or tiny. Yeah, it's There's like no you, in between. you can get Jinko jeans or jeans you have to cut off to get them off your body. And and that those are the only two options you have. Neither of those are good things, mind you. <laughs> well, when I was looking for my bridesmaid dresses for my wedding, I had them picked out at ASOS. They like re released the petite version first. And I was waiting for them to release the normal version and the plus size version. And I would just check it every day, the new inventory, to see if it was posted. And they never did. So it would be really nice to know that they knew what I liked, targeted that dress to me when I logged in. Did I, they release the Jinko size or no? What is 
know what that means. You know what oh, those so jeans young. are. <laughs> the jeans that look like bell bottoms at the bottom, but the whole leg up was that big. You, you could, could put you your could, whole body in one. Yes, you could go into one leg. Yeah, in your body. but you like don't. Something I'd wear. No, you no? wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Jess would. Heck yeah, it was suspenders. I was in Your a husband trend. out on the trail of the secret <laughs> Suspenders gold. for fashion would... <laughs> or actually to keep them up? Oh, no, for fashion. Like, they, you always wore them down and they, like, crisscross behind you. It was very punk rock slash goth. It was, like, the Hot Topic look. It is the complete opposite of skinny jeans. Skinny jeans are too tight to wear. These jeans are borderline too big to wear. Okay, we're going to have to add some images. They'll be, oh, there'll be images <laughs> in, in the video. I'll run Search Engine Journal's YouTube channel. <laughs> And last up here, Google Ads made updates to their dangerous or derogatory content policy to ban content that relates to current major health crises and contradicts authoritative scientific consensus. So basically, no conspiracy theories here, but I don't even know what the conspiracy theory ads would be for because they don't want people to wear masks. So what would you do? What are you going to sell? I've, get, I've been getting a lot less flat earth ads lately. How about you guys? <laughs> what are you Mine are always at? about the moon landing. <laughs> no, before they're like, don't go too far. And they keep, <laughs> keep getting those ads, like the don't go too far ads. You guys ever got the campaign? Like you, you probably, fall off? Yeah, you probably get 4G right before you fall off. Yeah, 5G. Maybe that's why that guy was celebrating at the top of the mountain. He finally got 4G and he could answer all of his emails. <laughs> well, that is it for Fade. What is happening in organic, Greg? All right, we have quite a bit this week. And first up is one of my favorite things that's happened to my new Microsoft life this year. As y'all know, I'm completely edge. I think, Jess, I heard a little birdie told me. And by little birdie, I mean you told me. You stopped using edge. Jill, our chief growth officer at our agency, Cypress North, is now on edge. We are on a call with a client that is our edge client. And we, I mentioned the fact that you're on Edge, and you said that you went back to Chrome. But anyway, before I get your answer, I want to talk about what Bing is doing for those for folks on WordPress. There's a new Bing Webmaster Tools plugin that you can add to your WordPress site and get your content indexed immediately. It's a free plugin, and it's the Bing URL submissions plugin. If you want to download it, head on over to markmanclock.com and you can see the link right to it. And my thought was like, who in the webmaster community has never dreamed of such an ability to be able to post a page and have it indexed immediately? Uh, nobody. And this is phenomenal. I love it. I love the negative keywords that you're talking about, Jess, that you can do with Bing Ads Editor. Mm -hmm. I love Microsoft Edge. I love everything Microsoft is doing. I love the reps. We have a Joe, our rep, fantastic. Love it. It's amazing. And now here's another reason why you should be team Microsoft. And you know what? Mark, he has recaps. Mark underscore from underscore MKTG on Twitter recaps. And he accused me of being paid by Microsoft. And I'm telling you right now, I am not. Not paid at all, but I do love the innovation. And this is a shining example of why, right? We talked about two weeks ago when they said, here's how our algorithm works. Here's some of the, the items that are really high up about people clicking through to a site and those metrics. And they're just being really clear and really helpful. And I love it. They don't have the cute little robot with the one tooth though. <laughs> Thank you, Shep. 
you know, I love him. No, but you know, another thing, I was on Microsoft, or I was on Edge, and I Googled hikes around the area that I was in, and Bing pulled in all trails into their Bing Maps API, and I could see the all trails data, which is the best trails app out there, without having to download all trails, and all trails is fine on your phone, but it's not as good as having a map. And it was awesome. So if you are sick of Google or if you're sick of Google saying we're going to take the URL away, I just can't say enough good things about Microsoft. We need to get a spot, a, a sponsor and we should have Microsoft be that sponsor. I'm going to reach out to Microsoft and see, um, and see if they will sponsor the show because they really should. Anyway. They should, except you're doing oh, a really good job for free. Yeah, why, so. actually, why would they ever sponsor this? I'm like basically <laughs> a shill for Microsoft that doesn't get paid or anything. Okay, next up. The top 100 YouTube search queries of the year were revealed, not by YouTube, but by Ahrefs. That's a h r e f s dot com. Seven days, seven. Bu- oh wait, never mind. Um, and they looked at 800 million keywords, and the top terms. Can anybody guess? I'm going to let you two battle it out. Don't I saw look- it. Oh, you did see the ad. Okay, Jess, I want to see Sorry. if you can. You get four chances to try to name one of the top searches. On YouTube? Yes. Cats? No. ASMR? Yes. Jess, that was number two. Woo! Number one was oh, PewDiePie. I'm looking at the wrong list. Number two was PewDiePie ASMR. Is a thing? What a day. Number three was music. <laughs> yeah, there, it's crazy. So if you want to see all the queries, there's a lot of like podcasty stuff, a lot of music-based stuff, and then a lot of YouTubers as well there were some other things that were lo-fi again this music wwe nothing too crazy but it made me think of that amazing 2019 recap that youtube had where they talked about heroes you'll never get over it i can't i i I, (laughs) I stay up at night thinking that somebody let this thing go and in 2019 i had i looked it up I was, I'm here on vacation looking up the 2019 YouTube Heroes clip. Like, that's how damaged I am. Anyway, they say, in 2019, they said, people were searching for heroes. That was what we saw on Google. And the top people searches were Antonio Brown, Jesse Smollett, number four is Kevin Hart, R. Kelly, Lori Laughlin, Robert Kraft. It's like, what is going on? Sorry, I just have to add that. I have to have that. I'll blow up. What did he do? He's a beauty YouTuber. Oh, okay. He's always in the drama. Okay, well, anyway. Someone call him a hero. Okay. So, yes, you can check it out. All the 800 million videos reference or or queries reference, they're over and you can read through the top searches. Keeping it Google here, there's some new product updates for Data Studio. There's now a new Google Ads fields that you can have. So you can see position above right. You can see keyword text, and you can pull that right into Data Studio. Super cool if you're doing ads reporting. We do a ton of it, and I can't wait to try this out. Okay, another item that is awesome for brands, Google's adding support for verified brand logos in Gmail. So gone are going to be the days where you see that spam that looks like it's coming from a brand. You'll be able to have that brand logo associated with it. Hopefully it pops out more. And it uses something called BIMI, B-I-M-I, BIMI, to make sure that the logos are only working, are going to work within all the different email clients that people are using. 
and it's meant to increase the confidence in that source of email. So I like the idea of this. It is not rolling out to everybody right now. It is only going to uh, select retailers. I, I fave it. Let's go get it rolled out to everybody. All right. Next up is a new performance report in the Google search results. And this comes right over from Google Search Console help. And there is a accompanying video by Daniel Wassenberg of Google, formerly of Search Engine Land. And they talk, the performance report will allow you to see how your search traffic changes over time, where it's coming from, what queries are most likely to show your site, and also what queries are made on smartphones. It's basically kind of that machine learning coming over to Search Console. Another new feature on Google is new mortgage information search. Again, Google must be listening to this because do you remember I ranted about how bad the mortgage search was? Yeah. Maybe they're not listening because they didn't listen to the one thing I asked them to do. I want them to add in taxes. It seems like the most basic thing to do when you're calculating a mortgage. And they're calculating right now, only look, now you can do different years, which is great. Before the Google Mortgage Calculator, they added it in. Other companies like Bankrate that did rank first for Mortgage Calculator dropped down and Google kind of owned their own space in the SERPs. But it was a very, very, very basic calculator. Now you can look at a 15-year fix versus a 30-year fix. You can put in your rate. You can put in your credit score and your state and get some different metrics and get some estimates for you. But the biggest thing is, for a state where we live in right now, New York State, um, the taxes are huge. And, and using this tool doesn't allow you to put taxes in. So it's still a broken tool. Don't use it. That's right? crazy. I mean, taxes are a huge deal in New York. Some states don't have any tax. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Like Tennessee, yeah. Florida. Yeah. I need to get there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, if you live in Tennessee or Florida, this tool is for you. <laughs> All right, so next up from Google, the mobile first index rollout is being delayed. Most of the, your clients, if they're mobile friendly, are now mobile first, but there is going to be a hard push to get mobile first indexing um, this year, and now it's being bumped back by eight months until March 2021. So if you don't have a mobile site that works well in 2020, A, fix it. But B, you don't have to get mobile first until March. And I appreciate this change, actually. You know, for some people, all of these different changes do cost a lot of money in our big time suck, and it's hard to find reputable vendors and things like that. So I like the fact that this got moved out, hopefully, towards when we have a better grasp on this pandemic. And next up, Google was hit with a class action lawsuit claiming privacy violations on Android apps. And plaintiffs are alleging that Google is misleading users with false impressions of the actual control over their data. And it, it's kind of pretty, pretty technical, but I just, you can check out everything specifically about that, that user information. And I just want to start a class action lawsuits for close variant matching on Google Ads. Close variant matching is somehow getting worse. It's getting I disagree. Worse. I think we should be able to have a criminal case. Criminal case. Hashtag criminal shop. Yeah. With you. <laughs> I ship that. 
but it's the, criminal. the close variant matching that we've seen on exact match terms, it, it, it's not even, it shouldn't even be like modified broad matched some of these terms. It's crazy. So I'm just taking this time to stand up on my soapbox and whine. <laughs> I'm just up here whining. On, on Google my and Microsoft, I will say. Yeah, I'm on my shiplap soap, soapbox here whining about close variance. No, but you, it's something that if you haven't play, paid close attention to your queer, search query report on Google Ads or Microsoft Advertising, you should go in and check it out. It has gotten egregiously bad. Criminal. All right. All right. Next up in the organic news, there was an issue with the site operator searches. If you don't know what site is, you can make Google your own personal search engine to whatever sites you choose by putting in site colon and then the URL. And then anything after that will limit the searches to that site specifically. There were some bugs in that. People have thought it was a political play. <laughs> Danny Sullivan on his at search liaison account said that it wasn't. It's not against particular ideologies or anything like that, so it should be fixed. Next up, there's a new feature in Google, local panel displays, and it's when hours were last updated. So if you are questioning, let's just say hypothetically you're in a wooded rural community in New York. And Making everything York. about yourself. <laughs> this is a problem everywhere. I know, but I, I don't know if people have the technology and the acumen to actually update things. I wanted to go to a golf, like a mini golf course, and I don't know when these things were updated, but now you're gonna be able to see when hours were last updated. So when your hours are changing, because let's say that your governor is making new rules all the time, and you don't quite know what's happening and your hours might fluctuate, the your, your patrons will be able to see the last time that you updated the hours. So, so they'll know it's fresh, and I really I love like this. It. It's nice, but like, in the real world, when your hours don't change, then like it's it shouldn't be a bad thing that I've had the same hours for three years. No, I just think it's good for this moment. Yeah, it's good for now. I appreciate that you don't think this is the real world, Jess. <laughs> I appreciate that. Like, I, like, I like that. You you're know, you just like this is a fantasy. It's not so, that. That's the only way to describe non-pandemic times are the real world, and what we're living in now is something else. Yeah, but for the next one to two years, this is going to be something that's helpful when people don't are changing things wildly based off of, you know, what's happening in the world. Like oh, one to two years. I know that was depressing. I just <laughs> nodded and went through it. <laughs> I had an argument with my wife here on, on the way to our vacation. And she said, it's going to be five to 10 years. No way. No. I got an email that I didn't read that the headline said, uh, vaccine show promise. Was I it got that email too. Did it have a logo next to the email, or was it was it a faked email? I don't know. What you mean. I don't think. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> actually a brand logo. Was it no? from? Okay, it might have been from the Wall Street Journal, so maybe they made it up. Okay, whatever. <laughs> All right. So flying ahead here. This is a lot of news this week. Next up, another banger from Roger Monty. He says, "Does Google have a problem ranking original publishers' content?" And the image he has, which is up on the screen right now, if you're watching, is another good one. Google is in a suit, and the suited hand is taking an idea from some poor webmaster that's struggling to keep on. And the basis of the article was around a tweet thread that occurred from BuzzFeed. And, and one of the editors over at BuzzFeed 
Sarah Yassin had asked Danny Sullivan on his at Danny Sullivan Twitter handle why their article about Ellen DeGeneres not being a nice person wasn't showing up as high up as some <laughs> of the people that were referencing the BuzzFeed article. Like we talked about before, Google sometimes does have an issue. And Danny did um, chime back and say, I, was this the case when you launched your news uh, four days ago? So this is the case now. More people are reporting on it. And he also said, yes, we'd still want to be surfacing the original content ahead of stories that reference without value add. So he's might leaving the door open saying maybe somebody else has value added, added to the story, given more context. But if not, yes, you should still be ranking. But obviously, next up, there is a new jobs update for any employer using the Google schema. There is a review count property and a, so there's a review count property and a ratings property and they're different. And you can have more reviews than ratings and more ratings than reviews. Check out the story. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but if you have a lot of reviews on your company, this is something you might want to send to your HR department and your webmaster team to take a look at this and see if you can't aggregate everything somehow to give a blended score of reviews and ratings with the job description to show up in Google job results. Does that make sense? There's a lot of words and it's just so technical and it's so, so few people are going to care. So let's just go to the they next can read, They can read it out. Okay. Great. And lastly, we talked about it last week. Twitter was hacked and Google saw that. We talked about it last week. Twitter was hacked and Google saw it and started removing tweets from some of those blue check marks from these search results. Before you used to see all the tweets in the results and Google saw the hack and stopped it. Those tweets are back. So you can see all of that content from yours truly. And that's it for Organic Bud. <laughs> What's happening in social? All right. So let's start with an update on that Twitter hack, shall we? So since our last episode, a lot more information has come out about it. And not only did Twitter release some details from its own investigation, but the New York Times also published a report with information that they apparently got from the hackers that claimed responsibility for the attack. So firsthand reporting, that's awesome. Um, this is the lightning round, so I'm just going to give you guys spark notes. It all started with a small group of Twitter employees. Greg, what you mentioned last week, that it was an employee issue. Um, they were manipulated, apparently, through a social engineering scheme. And there was oh, a hacker. <laughs> they were paid. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't know what that means exactly. That's in quotes. But there was a hacker by the name of Kirk, which I'm sure is not at all his real name. Ooh, scary. Yeah. Kirk. 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 <laughs> Kirk got him. <laughs> Like usually it's like, you know, skeleton bones. Yeah. You know, right? the, the death the death crew or something like that. Maybe this is just his real name. He's like, I'm Kirk and I did this. So anyway, so Kirk got added apparently to an internal Slack channel at Twitter, which is a really big problem. He was able to use that channel then to get account information for all these accounts. And it's kind of cute. His original motivation was just to take over and then sell accounts with like a single letter handle. So at Y was the example they used to this. I guess that's a thing in the gaming community. People really want that. It's a hot commodity. Should have taken over at Ye. <laughs> no, that's three letters. Ye, right? At Y. Isn't that Kanye or no? Oh, I don't know. I don't know his handle, but I got your joke. I was thinking Ye like the dinosaur. 
Never mind. Anyway, it turned into much more than that anyway. 130 accounts were hacked in total. Personal information of these accounts were compromised. And there's a full-on forensic investigation underway to determine what else might have been accessed. So there's a lot more juicy details in the article. You could check it out in the show notes at marketingclock.com if you want a nice crime novel to read over the weekend. Don't you think there should be a better word than forensic for this? I know what that that's the actual word, but I feel like we should have seen this coming, come up with a better word. Because forensic, I feel like you're looking at her like your fingertips. And it's like at, DNA. Yeah. yeah, it's like CSI, the show. Forensic files. Like nobody's going around Kirk. Nobody's touching Kirk. There's nothing forensic happenings with Kirk. I'm picturing that little brush to get the fingerprints, and Kirk is just like, yeah, <laughs> you can't see me. I'm not real. <laughs> All right. Well, if our listeners can come up with a better word, tweet at us at Marketing Clock. All right. Next up, Instagram has announced a new personal fundraiser feature, which is currently testing with a small number of Android users in the US, UK, and Ireland. Fundraisers can support an existing cause or start up a new one, but there's some guidelines in place as to what actually qualifies for that. No, no more fundraisers. Oh. Sorry, I'm over. Fun has been removed from fundraisers. Yeah, well, you guys probably aren't part of the test anyway, so don't worry about it. All right, last week we dazzled you with some math from Pinterest, and this week we have another story about a social platform algorithm, but this one's a lot less fun. Facebook is launching an investigation into potential bias in both the Facebook and Instagram algorithms. So this is according to the Wall Street Journal. A newly formed equity and inclusion team will examine how Black, Hispanic, and other minority users in the U.S. are affected by the company's algorithms, including its machine learning systems, and how these effects compare with white users. So that's nice to see. I don't care about an algorithm unless it has an upside down A and I get to see it. <laughs> this one might. We just don't know. They didn't show us a picture of, show us of their equation. <laughs> the algorithm. And I'm gonna, just going to say it. If it's from the Wall Street Journal, I'm with Gary and Barry <laughs> and Glenn and everybody. The quote that Glenn had that the Wall Street Journal attributed to him, he said, beyond being misquoted, I was also off the record. So I should never have been quoted anyway. And the quote was wrong. I've never used the phrase black magic about Google's algorithm. Black box, maybe never black magic. Again, I'm not very happy right now. So forget the Wall Street Journal. They're done. We canceled them. That's bad. He was off the record and they quoted him with his name and everything. They weren't just like a source. No, they didn't quote him. They made a quote up for him and said that the Glenn said they're in the, the, the dark arts or something. But I thought Barry said they copy and pasted. So they just do it. They don't know how to really copy and paste. They, they like mess it up somehow. <laughs> I mean, I copy pasted this quote that I just read to you guys. You did a That's great job. Did that. Thank you. <laughs> pasted really nicely. <laughs> okay. Well, if this was a messenger room, I could share my screen and show you my copy paste job. Facebook is expanding screen sharing functionality in messenger rooms and video calls on mobile. Previously, it was only available on desktop. So for anyone using that, get excited. And next up from social media today, the U.S. moves to ban TikTok on all government-issued devices due to concerns around connection with China. So we've talked about this a little bit before. I won't get into detail here, but government employees, if you're listening, don't worry. You can still have fun at work because Instagram is reportedly going to be launching Reels in the U.S. in August. And for those that are unfamiliar with Reels, it's a set of features inside the Instagram app. It's not a standalone app. But these features very closely mimic TikTok's functionality. You can create and share 15-second videos. You can choose from licensed music catalogs to do that. 
popular clips are housed in a featured reels section and there's some other stuff too with this. So it's already available in some other countries, but with all the news about banning TikTok in the States, it's totally a good time to bring Instagram reels here. I'm not excited what about is, it personally. I don't what care. is the big difference though between stories and reels? I mean, and TikTok. I know TikTok has music and it's like yeah. the IQ is like just down. But what is it? Why can't Maybe. it just be a story? Like the, you only see stories for people you're friends with. Maybe the oh, reels so like will public, have like a. So it's like a public stories. I'm totally oh, guessing. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's like a featured up. reels thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't did know. do my homework and download TikTok last week, by the way. You oh. did? We yeah. didn't talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because we're going to kind of talk about it in shooting the heck. But um, I don't know. I don't really like animals, but I really like funny videos of animals. <laughs> with weird music and all the animals are doing are like sitting there it's riveting content (laughs) what greg is for microsoft you are for tiktok i am absolutely sold that's like the only stuff that made me laugh everything else was stupid it's it's fine i've never looked at a tiktok i don't think in my life so what actually i have that's a lie. I've looked at one that somebody texted me. It was a downloaded video. I've never been in TikTok, but I don't know this from a marketing perspective. I think this is good if it keeps Gen Z on Instagram and they don't leave for TikTok, then people that don't want to go to TikTok, like brand wise, don't have to worry about it. But I don't really care personally about reels. I guess we'll see when we have it. Maybe I'll play with it. And all those Um, talkers can go hop over to reels when TikTok is banned by the government. Yes. I hope it's a real success. In the meantime, if you do want to advertise on TikTok, they're offering pretty sick credit right now. So they say that eligible SMB customers can claim a one-time ad credit worth $300 to be used by the end of this year. And they also say that any additional spending will be matched one-to-one with ad credit up to $2,000, US dollars per business. That's a lot of money. I don't know how long this is running or if it's going to run out quick, but if you want to take advantage, we'll have the link in our show notes. Go over there and, and get on it because that is a lot of money. Well, it could be like Kohl's where they just raise the prices, so it's just the original price anyway. That's fine. <laughs> but you can get you Kohl's know? cash. I, I tell you, I've gone into Kohl's. I don't know how you make a price on, on the clothing. I agree. You well, get I in there and it's electronic, it's yeah. and you're like, if you're a super premium, it's this. You get as many Kohl's bucks. If you've mm-hmm. got Kohl's bucks, it's down to this price. It's so confusing. I don't get it. It sounds just like Kohl's. The 300, the credit, how much was it? 300 or 3,000? 300. That's the the credit. That's the um, Kohl's cash that gets you in. And then they're saying they're matching it one-to-one. That's like all the digital signs that nobody can understand. And you go to the register and you have no idea how much you're paying. But you bought all the stuff anyway. Yeah. Bought all the ticks (laughs) and the tax. Well, if Kohl's is on TikTok, they may also be interested in a new feature the platform has announced called Gamified Brand Effects, and it'll allow advertisers to create interactive promotions. So they're trying. I don't know how hard they're trying. They said they have over 20 formats available. So if there's 21 advertisers on TikTok, somebody's going to be repeating, but maybe they'll come up with more. Gamified Effects will be available within TikTok's new self-service ad platform. So go play with that if you're into it. But if ad credits and gamification are not enough to sway you over to TikTok and you still want to reach the kids, marketers out there, don't forget about Snapchat. The platform's Q2 2020 performance report was just released and Snapchat acquired within Q2 9 million more daily active users and saw a 17% revenue increase. In addition to that, the CEO of Snap, Evan Spiegel, also said that in the U.S., our platform reaches 90% of 13 to 24-year-olds. 
and 75% of 13 to 34-year-olds. So it's pretty safe to say that that's a lot of people and Snapchat's not going anywhere. That seems so incorrect. It's that the article even said, and I think this is from social media today. Um, yeah, it is. And it said like this stat is like too good to be true. Basically, like they're acknowledging the fact that that sounds crazy, but it's a quote. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. Okay, I found a really cool new Gmail plugin this week, courtesy of Casey Gillette, who tweeted about it. The pride, the pride of, a- of Avon. <laughs> I was going to ask. The Avon. pride of Avon, New York? Yes. Okay. The biggest export from Avon since Tom Walls. I'm sure, she, I'm sure she loves that you say that. Okay, so the uh, Chrome extension works with Gmail, and it's called Just Not Sorry, and it warns you when you, quote, use words in your email that undermine your message. So I assume first when I just downloaded it that it stopped you from using the word sorry, and I tweeted that I needed a different extension for the word just, but then we had even more girl power because Andrea Cruz replied and said that it works for just two. So... I haven't been called out yet, so I guess I've been pretty good in my emails this week, but I'm excited to see it in action. The fabulous co-marketing team just schooled you. Yep. All right, Jess, what do you have? All right, speaking of schooled, I talked last week about automated extensions in Google Ads and going in there and making sure you turn them off, but heads up on your own extensions, too, that you've put in on your own. I found a nugget in Google's help this week. It was talking about site links, and it says, in some cases, Google might supplement your site links with descriptions that you've provided about those pages, right? Those are the things that you put in there. And then it goes on to say, either you can add those details yourself when creating or editing site links, or Google can automatically use information from within your account related to individual site links. For example, from various ads in your account. So do not be leaving those blank people. Put something in there or Google is going to do it for you. Always add descriptions to your site links. Heads up. All right, and for me this week, every now and then there's some disaster that occurs where you need to pause ads for uh, clients. And last Friday, Cloudflare went down and a bunch of our clients, their sites you know, had errors and they weren't stable and we needed to turn ads off. So what I've done for a few clients is make a temporarily paused label in both Google and Microsoft advertising. I applied to the label to everything that was active, took that and I paused anything with that label. Then once Cloudflare went back up and everything was fine, I took everything with that label and I unpaused it and double checked everything. And that's, I think, a good way to go. So that was something that was working hard this week. We had another client where we didn't do that with the labeling system and we accidentally turned on a few campaigns that were off within like the past week. And we had said, don't run these anymore. They're not performing where we need them to be. We need to refine them and everything. So we actually accidentally turned on some campaigns that had spent in the past month, but we're off. So when you see that, make a label, label it temporary, turn them off. When you need, when everything's back to normal, turn it back on and delete the label. So that's what I would say is something to do. And another extra pro move is if you've got a bunch of campaigns that you are considering maybe turning back on or maybe you're working on, take that daily budget and put it down to a buck. And then that way, if you do turn something on accidentally, the most you're going to spend is $2 because Google. 
Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. <laughs> Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about our trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. Google has a new shopping platform called ShopLoop. First of all, I hate the name. It's terrible. I hate Terrible to say. Um, they are calling this, quote, an entertaining new way to shop online. I call it the cringiest way to shop online. So this is only for beauty right now. The categories are makeup, skincare, nail, and hair. Not nails. I thought that was kind of weird. Just nail. Um, and it's basically a social media site, but all the videos are for products. And they allow you to link so you can buy the products right there. I just think this is insane. Nobody's going to sign up for this. It would be cool if like Sephora had the idea to add into their um, comment section on a product, like upload a video if you wanted to and leave a review. But they just seem so sponsored and fake, but apparently they're not. I don't know if people are eventually planning on monetizing this somehow. Doesn't say anything about it. Nobody's going to go to this website just for fun. Like you can go to TikTok and YouTube to watch that. I was watching a YouTube video just last week about the benefits of shaving your face, even if you don't have hair, because it removes all the dead skin and stuff. It was fascinating. Uh-huh. You don't need shop loop. Why would anybody want to shave their up. face? It's for, it's called like dermablading. And, um, don't, don't do this. <laughs> I don't know. It's no. You hold, you get a special razor and you hold it at a 45 degree angle and it gets rid of like all the dirt and blackheads. That's not true. Don't I'm going to send that. you a video. No. And shaving sucks. I use now a straight razor and I'm up here in the woods and what? I can't get my face. I, yeah, I use just a razor, a straight razor. Because I don't what? want to contribute to plastic and, and overload the world here. Oh my uh, God. But now I get cuts everywhere. If you're on YouTube, you can see I got cuts everywhere because I'm just here in the woods trying to use a straight razor and it doesn't make sense. Did you forge the razor? No, I should though. I've seen somebody forge a Damascus razor and it was quite okay, a mess. This is, that is way more insane than what I am saying you do. But I yeah. Very so. safe hey, hey, don't shave your face to get no. rid of, to scrape blackheads off. Sorry, I'm, I, I'm not a doctor, but I'm not an idiot. Right, like I'm not a firefighter, but I'm not to blow a candle out. And don't shave your face to remove blackheads. <laughs> that is a terrible. I'm gonna shave my nose. <laughs> no, don't. That's do- the, apparently the nose is the hardest part, but that's where all my blackheads are. I've got to do it like on a Friday, right after we record. So if I bleed, it won't be there for you know the next show. Don't don't do this. <laughs> I'm begging you not to. Do- Let's get back to shop loop because okay. as bad as what we just talked about is, this is worse. Do you agree with that? I just don't know who in there, why you would ever need this. Like it's not, it sounds like a cool idea to add to a retailer's website, not as its own platform. Nobody's going to just go to a thing to watch beauty videos that are all about products. Nobody just wants to be sold to all day. And everybody gets paid all the time. And then the other thing is nobody's disclosing anything. I looked, I was up last night and I was looking through this and I was horrified and there's people and they're putting a rose-colored stone and, and, and smushing the blood away from their eyes. And they're like, oh, this is oh, fantastic. Oh, jade rolling? No, this was yeah, maybe as jade. Rose quartz rolling. Rose quartz was what it was. It's like this color is just so great. And you just roll the blood out of your face and then you're better. I do that. You're right. But there's that. And then the other person, I don't know. It's all going to be shown on the screen on YouTube. 
Um, but I thought you had to say when you're getting paid for this stuff. That's what I'm saying. Are they not getting paid? They are getting paid. Who else would say to buy a $90 rose jade? Because roller? it is a big thing in like the beauty YouTube community to say, these are my favorite products. And then I think eventually it, you like, you know why it's a big thing. For, it's like yeah. you and Microsoft, you say things are free until you get paid eventually. No, they're getting paid at every one of these, these rocks are rubbing on their face. And then the Not other person is talking, the other person is talking about it and there's a, a product there, but it's like a $90 piece of soap. And she's talking about using this piece of soap to get rid of acne. And it's like, nobody's paying a $90 piece of soap to get rid of acne. We just shave your face off. You must right? have like, never had acne. <laughs> no, I had acne. You can, you can just tell that all this stuff, people are trying to figure out what they can make the most money on. Yeah. When I look at it, I have a very high BS detector and it was through the roof on everything on here. And why would you want to do something where you just let people shill product? all the time. Chef, I'm with you. Great idea if it's Sephora and you've got somebody on here and they're like, you know what? This didn't really work for me, but I sweat a lot. If you don't sweat a lot, buy it. I give it a one if you, you know, buy it if not. But this is just people shilling product nonstop. It's disgusting. Another Man. thing too with this is they put this announcement out on the keyword blog in Google, which is kind of a big deal. And they say the information is from real, relatable people. I could not relate to less. That. These I could not. Are all smoke shows, and none of them even need any of these products. I could not relate less to any of these people. They're you're, all models. You're out there with glistening skin, not a blemish on sight, and you're you're trying to sell me your acne cream, your ninety dollar acne duck soap. No, that's thanks. how well it works. No blemishes. Well, here I've they got were some born soap that you. way. I'm Just telling you. Spin on it. No, it's Maybelline, chef. No, and none of these people. They're not, they're, not, they're not anybody that you could ever relate to. They are the most unrelatable people, I might say. But yeah, so if you want a recommendation on where you can get some laser hair removal, there's a slew of people slinging a $250 laser hair removal product out there. Head on over to Shopaloo or Shop, Shop Loop or whatever this is. It's only on mobile and it's only the most beautiful people on the planet selling things that don't work. All right, now on to this week's grab bag, the segment segment. All right, and first up, we have Right Stuff. And this is Monica Wright, formerly of Search Engine Land and SMX. She is opening a consulting business. So a friend of the show here, if you are looking for SMB consulting, she did a lot of the events and social over at Search Engine Land. And you can find her over in the show notes. Um, Shep, what's next? Next up, we have show notes. Buffer and Wistia are hosting what they're calling an audio conference on August 19th and 20th. It's called Built to Last, and it's being marketed to brand builders. And instead of a live event, all the sessions will be podcast episodes, which is pretty cool. And you'll also be able to join a private community where you can network with other attendees. So, okay, so... Um, they don't always know how to schedule things the way you want them to, but hopefully they know how to build a brand and put on an audio conference. So, that's so maybe great. it's on the 21st and 22nd. Who knows? <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> okay. Next up we have world emoji day. What can I say? July 17th was world emoji emoji day. You know, how did you guys celebrate? It's a big day. 
big day in the Finn family household. We sat down, we were all thankful, went through our top 34 favorite emojis. It was great. Actually, do you guys know why it's the 17th? I do. No. Why? The calendar emoji is always July 17th. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty smart. I just realized that this year because um, my friends got married that day. They eloped, and then I got called a boomer for um, decorating their house to say congratulations on your wedding. That was fun. Andrew Hutchinson wrote a really fun article on social media today for World Emoji Day. It's actually so funny, and the whole thing just reads like, part of my job is to write about emojis, and I don't want to do this, and I highly recommend everyone read it. Anyway, Facebook has new animated emojis, and Google has some more diverse emojis. Still no mention of a white wine emoji. I'm waiting. So then at the very end of it, he has this Microsoft Emoji Day tweet that was just really sad. He says, as a related aside, please take a moment to pay tribute to Microsoft for somehow making emojis, which are designed to enhance expression, even less expressive than normal text. And they just have the Microsoft logo made out of squares somehow. It's really something to behold. Um, yeah. It's really sad. It's World Emoji Day and you just make your logo out of color I think blocks. It's sweet. It's sweet. And next up, we have extra, extra spice served up just for you. You guys need to follow Mark from our team at Mark underscore from underscore MKTG on Twitter. He has these amazing recap posts from our show every week with all of his thoughts. And last week about our Pinterest algorithm talk, which we mentioned earlier in the show today, they released their beautiful algorithm that nobody understood and made my brain hurt. Um, Mark said, Pinterest, math is our calling. Me, <laughs> let it go to voicemail. And then he has this amazing gif of Alice from the Brady Bunch rolling her eyes. So for more of that, follow Mark. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is Postomatic from Noah Lerner. That's at Noah Lerner on Twitter and the team over at Two Octobers. Postomatic is a Google Sheets add on that makes managing Google My Business posts a whole lot easier. So, not only can you create, schedule, and publish posts at scale, even across multiple locations, but you can also use this to manage QAs, reviews, and more. And the best part is it is totally free. So we'll have a link to this over in our show notes at marketingclock.com, or you can just search for Postomatic in the G Suite Marketplace and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. And this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Joy Hawkins over at sterlingsky.ca, and she has an article titled, How to Add Categories to Google Maps and Google My Business. And she says, at the time of writing this, there are 3,956 categories for businesses in the USA and inside the Google My Business dashboard. Google Ads removes and modifies categories, and then she talks about how you can get your own categories added. She talks about how to get the category added. There's substantial supporting documentation that you'll need, how long it will take. This is a very short read. But if you found that you've never been able to have one of the categories that's important to you show 
in your Google My Business, this is a must-read article for you. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from this show on marketingoclock.com. And while you're there, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week. Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Hack. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. Okay, today I came up with another half-baked game um, where I'm making up the rules as I go. Oh, perfect. I'm, <laughs> I'm calling Love it <laughs> Tick Taking Sides. Um, okay, so this is really confusing. But Babes and Leanne were telling me last perfect. night about the sides of TikTok. So think of them as video categories. So I'm going to say the name of a video category, and you have to try to explain to me what it is. And then these categories would show up on your For You page if you're a talker, and it would say, like, the type of person you are. Does that kind of make sense? Or not? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, but no. <laughs> and I do have tiebreakers this week, but um, they kind of are easy, so just please don't tie <laughs> Okay. Okay, I'll just win. How about that? I don't think so. Okay, Jess, you're first. Yay. Okay. Also, some of these are so easy. It's just luck of the draw. Sorry. I put five minutes into this prep. Jess, what is straight TikTok? It's just like OG TikTok, people dancing and being dumb. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, Babes also said it's the People in the hype house and the sway house. She explained it as boring TikTok. Oh, I was going to say that I'm in the hype house. Jeff, did did you get an invite to the hype house? I, I figured you got one. Must have missed it. Okay, Greg, what is alt TikTok? Those are really unfunny comedian jokes, just like alt comedy. So if you have those where the whole joke isn't to laugh, that's the alt TikTok. Okay. I, you try too hard. It's just anything that's not straight TikTok, basically. And so those are the two top levels. And then all the other levels go into subcategories. So um, Jess has one right and Greg has one wrong. Okay, Jess, what is bean TikTok? Bean? Um, it's like old TikTok, like bean there. No. Ugh. So <laughs> hey, what I, what you did there was bean TikTok. <laughs> There's videos of people just like opening bean cans or sometimes beans aren't even involved. In the background is the song that's just like beans, 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 beans. I'm it, it, I watched five videos of it. It's real. Is it just this like the funny. Trump family or what? <laughs> no. It's bean TikTok. Is it I, I don't get it. I don't know that song. I don't get it. Okay, Greg, what is dad TikTok? Dad TikTok is my TikTok. It's making really dumb jokes and embarrassing your kids and doing really daddy stuff, like just dad jokes in the video format. That's correct. Babes also said that, um, like, there's this video on my For You page that was like a hot young dad with his kids, and she said that counted too. I disagree with her, but okay. This is Babe's rules, okay? Okay. Jess. Sorry, what, Babes. What is culture TikTok? Culture TikTok is um, those chicken people that made a cult 
and <laughs> culture TikTok. No, um, they've said this was people wearing their cultural outfits. What are and cultural I, outfits? I, know, I said like from your native land, and she said no outfits that show their culture. Like a t-shirt is my culture. Am I a TikTok? Like Nancy <laughs> Pelosi and Chuck Schumer? What is this political, <laughs> political shindack? So it's not your culture, is what you're saying? It's not like your nation of origin. So you're, you're, you're bringing somebody else's culture on. I don't know. She said you're showing off your cultural fashion. Okay. What does that I mean? didn't get an example of Okay, that you're one. wrong, Jess. <laughs> okay, Greg, I mean, what probably. is street TikTok? Street TikTok is as real as you can get. It's from actual footage. It's not produced. It is, you know, shot footage, found footage. No, um, I was hoping this was kind of above Babes' head, but it's about, it's girls who like aren't wearing a lot of clothes and apparently they belong in the streets. But I don't think Babes knows that's what it means. Wrong. You have a talk with Babes. We need to have a TikTok with her. Yes. Cosplay TikTok. Cosplay TikTok? It's like people that are doing cosplay. It's like Comic-Con for TikToks. Like people dressing up in their cultural outfits. Yeah. They do like skits and stuff. You got that one. That was an easy one. But Greg got dad TikTok, so it's fair. What is it? 2-2? Or am I winning? You're winning. You are winning. Greg, what is frog TikTok? Frog TikTok? (laughs) It's great. It's like furries TikTok, but it's just frogs. People dressing up as frogs, leaping over each other, and doing leapfrog TikTok. I gave it away earlier. It's the videos I like of the weird animals with just sitting there. Well, great. I lost then. It can be frogs. Thank goodness. I have one more round. Okay. Because this one's really good. Just deep TikTok. It's the stuff that you're not supposed to see. So, like, TikToks with conspiracy theories. Okay. It's pieces of sh- – it's – okay. So, it was described as scary or weird. The example I saw was pieces of shrimp attached to screen – attached to pieces of string, and they were being floated around like marionettes. That is weird. <laughs> you're not supposed to see that. I am correct. <laughs> I get okay. a point. No. Greg doesn't have a chance to come back, so we're just going to call it. But thanks for playing. I can playing. win. I'm only down by one. Oh, you could tie. Whatever. I mean, I, I gave tie? myself a point. Okay. Well, and you might tie with this one. Yeah. How dare you, Chef? <laughs> you know what, Chef? Do you know what cheat TikTok is? It's what you're doing right now. <laughs> I told you it's my rules. Okay. POV. It's like you're walking around. It's your point of view TikTok. No, it's like acting and skits. And Babe said it was cringe. Okay, well, you're wrong, but I Nobody that. knows anything on TikTok is what I've decided. <laughs> you know what Babe's okay, interpretation well, of playing. TikTok is? It's, it's the wrong answers on TikTok. I don't think so. I think she knows more about it than us. But uh, thanks for playing and just one, and we'll see you next week. Bye.